0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each, every weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Thursday, the 29th of September. The Premier League suffered the most injuries to players across the top five leagues in European football last season, according to new data. English clubs also suffered the greatest financial loss through injuries to players, at £184.5 million. In all, there were nearly 5,000 injuries across Europe's top five leagues, representing a 20% increase from 2020 to 2021. Spurs forward Richarlison has called on authorities to find the culprit and punish him after a banana was thrown at the Brazil forward during their 5 1 victory over Tunisia in Paris. FIFA has condemned the racism and said it will investigate the incident. Jude Bellingham is set to be at the centre of a bidding war next summer as Chelsea have become the latest club to throw their hat in the ring for the 19-year-old England midfielder. Chelsea's new owner Todd Bowley has been pursuing a policy of signing the best young prospects and Jude Bellingham would fall into that category. He shone for England against Germany this week and could leave Dortmund in the summer when he'll have two years left on his contract. Those are your headlines. Okay, let's start with... Premier League suffering the most injuries to players across the top five leagues in European football. This was undertaken by an insurance broker called Howden. They found that the injuries cost clubs in Europe a total of half a billion pounds. That's up, from, uh, it's up 30% on the previous season. Now, when we talk about England having the most injuries, I don't think that's a huge surprise. We have a very fast, very physical, very intense league. Whenever foreign players come over, they always comment on how quick and how uh, intense and physically demanding it is. So that would make sense. It would stand to reason there would be more injuries. But I think it's more to do with the scheduling of games. Uh, We tend to stack games up. We've had recently, when the Queen died, we suddenly just stopped playing games. So then that's going to stack up. We're going to have to find space for those to play again. I mean, Manchester United are playing, I think, nine times in October and that's just indicative of a league that hasn't really scheduled things properly. We're in a World Cup year where everything's out the window in terms of formatting of of fixtures so it's not particularly surprising, Uh, it's disappointing for for fans because you want to see your your best players play and when they're injured it's it's no good for anybody but other leagues have struggled with it as well, French side PSG, they paid out the most to injured players, they paid £35 million out to injured players. Um, that's largely because their wages are so high. Uh, Real Madrid had the highest number of absences at 114 and had the second highest cost, again, because their wages are high. But this is it. The increasing discussion about fixture congestion, That that's that's only going to get worse when you have things like this come out. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not ideal. Uh, and certainly Howden won't be happy because they're paying out so much. Let's move on. Spurs forward Richarlison. He's called on authorities to punish the culprit who threw a banana at him. I mean, it's just... There's not really much I can say about this. Uh, you just hope that FIFA will actually do something proper this time and not just hand out the Tunisian FA, you know, a five or £10,000 fine. I mean, it's just pathetic. If they If they want to make a stand, which should be one of their priorities, if you're trying to teach people around the world that football is for everybody... You can't allow this sort of thing. You can't, you can't, first of all, you can't allow it, but you can't punish it, in inverted commas, by handing out a fine that is is just pennies. You have to do something proper. It's about banning, first of all, clearly banning the individual, but it's potentially about putting games behind closed doors. It's about finding the authorities of Tunisian football enough that it actually makes a dent, that makes them take this seriously. You know, we're just fed up of talking about this. It's just all the time another person's been racially abused I mean a banana on the pitch it's it's like the seventies at that they... yeah, so hopefully FIFA do something but their track record is is pretty poor on this uh whenever they come out with a statement, it's normally just hot air and forgotten about within a week, so I don't envisage any real change happening soon. I hope I'm wrong, um and I hope that they yeah, I hope they do something proper. Finally, then Jude Bellingham set to be at the centre of a bidding war next summer. He was fantastic again for England against Germany. Uh, for me, he's one hundred percent on the team sheet for the opening World Cup game against Iran. He can seemingly do everything in the middle of the park. Physically strong, tall, intelligent, plays the right ball, a good passer, good finisher. You know, he does score a fair few goals for for uh, Dortmund. He's 19. This is what I can't get my head around. He looks like he's been playing at the top level for 10 years. With him and Rice in the middle of the park, we've got potentially a a real top-class centre-midfield partnership for a long time at international level. It's no surprise Chelsea have have now, uh, well, according to the Times, have now spoken of their interest in him. Chelsea themselves may have some churn next season at the club. The likes of Jorginho, the likes of Kante... We'll see if they sign new contracts. Um, But Bellingham would be a welcome addition there. The rumours are that Man City are also interested, that Real Madrid are interested. There's not going to be a shortage of clubs in for Jude Bellingham. He may well be the hottest prospect in world football now that could potentially be leaving. I mean, Haaland, you wouldn't call him a hot prospect anymore. He's already made the big move. So Bellingham's probably next on that list. Dortmund have got this fantastic track record of... Signing, identifying and signing outstanding young players and then developing them from potentially good players into real-world, world-class players. And it's just another one. It's a conveyor belt. Um, so, yeah, this this has got all the hallmarks of what looks fast like it's becoming a bowly trademark in, in bringing in young players and not being afraid to spend big on them. £130 million is the uh, figure that we've been reading about. That could... Uh, That could go up, though, after a good World Cup, which hopefully he has. All right, look, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be able to talk about some actual football, I think, uh, because there'll be some Premier League games again this weekend, so we can have a little preview of those and see what's going on. See you tomorrow on the Whistleblowers Daily. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Tax Day is coming. Oh, no.